0: Alright, let's start in verse 1. Let's just go ahead and read the whole chapter. But as for you, teach what accords with sound doctrine. Older men are to be sober-minded, dignified, self-controlled, sound in faith, in love, and in steadfastness. Older women, likewise, are to be reverent in behavior, not slanderers or slaves to much wine, having nothing evil to say about us. Bond servants are to be submissive to their own masters in everything. They are to be well-pleasing, not argumentative, not pilfering, but showing all good faith, so that in everything they may adorn the doctrine of God our Savior. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age, waiting for the blessed hope the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. Declare these things, exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no one disregard you. Well, I think it might be good just to start by reviewing. Uh, We did... We are going through Titus 2, but I went through it in order of the argument rather than uh, the verses because, you know, when they read this, when Titus read this letter, um, if he read it to the church in Crete there where he was, I'm sure he would have read through the whole thing and you would get the whole thing in one big chunk and you wouldn't have the problem of just taking one verse out of context. So what we did was we basically last week covered uh, at the end of chapter 2 where the where the four starts in verse 11 all the way to the end and talked about well here's all these commands exhortations of how a Christian, the Christian life ought to look so how do we do that and Titus um, the book of Titus Paul the writer gives us this grounding this reason, reasoning behind uh, doing what we do as Christians and just kind of to summarize last week uh, which you know I try to cut my sermons down because I realized the more I put in really the less people remember (laughs) and it's like um, but anyways all that is to say um, last week we talked about well how do we live these things out and we talked about the things that it's not we're not trying to earn our salvation we're not trying to maintain our salvation Uh, what what, where do we get the um, ability and desire to live this out we talked about how we have a new hope um, we have new values. We love God now. We're, we're different. Um, we have a new identity as God's people. And then we have new power, which is through the Holy Spirit that enables us. And so keeping that in mind, we're going to start to go through these exhortations. Uh, we're doing it because of what Jesus did in the strength of, that he supplies. Uh, you could summarize it all that way. For the hope of seeing him. And we're trying to be ready, and we want to be ready. And we don't want, we talked about adorning the doctrine of God, our Savior. Um, you could be a Christian, know the gospel, and not adorn it well. You could be saved. Paul talks about people who um, are Christians, but their work is burned up by fire on the, in the end. It was straw, hay, and stubble. And we don't want that to be us. We want to know the gospel, be Christians, and to live accordingly accordingly and to have our life accord with sound doctrine. Um, we, want, we don't want to say the truth and know the truth and contradict it with our life. And so that's kind of what we talked about last week. Jesus is the one that empowers us to do that. And so we're leaning on him in everything. There's grace that covers our sin and our failures and strength to move forward comes from Christ. And so that's just a summary basically of last week. And everything we're going to cover for the next couple of weeks just depending on schedules or whatever, Um, like I said, I might be gone if there's a funeral or something like that, but um, just whenever we get to it, we're going to go ahead and cover quite a few weeks in this section of exhortations. We have to keep that in mind, how we do this and why we do this, and it's Christ. Christ in us. Okay, so today, what do I want to cover? I would like you to look At the beginning of Titus 2, we're really only going to cover three words today. But I think they're the overview of the Christian exhortation, how we should live for every person. But they're found at the end of the exhortation to older men. So let's just start in verse 2. Older men are to be sober-minded, dignified, self-controlled. And then this is the three words I want to cover today. Sound in faith, in love, and steadfastness or endurance, does anybody's translation say something other than steadfastness impatience in a, no, no, no. Say it again. impatience, impatience. interesting, I perseverance. perseverance, okay, I like that perseverance um endurance. the reason I like those is just I like to use words that we use in everyday life, um not just words that we don't I don't use the word steadfast like very much um so it's good to use words. I think we, everyone here knows how to use kids all the way to adults. Um, anyways, endurance is, is the word I'm going to use. And if're fa- if you're said steadfastness, that's fine, just think endurance. So I'm going to cover those three, and here's the reason. They are requirements and exhortations to every person here every single day in all we do. OK? And we're going to go over that. And I don't know why Titus is so short. It may simply have been that he only had a little piece of paper. And we don't think about paper like that now. But you think about some of the things in Acts where Paul is asking, well, could you bring me some paper? (laughs) He calls it parchment, but he's wanting paper. And you had to hire someone a lot of times, and we know that maybe Paul didn't hire someone, but someone else wrote a lot of his letters down for him like a scribe. And so being able to write a letter and send it to someone was quite a costly thing just sending someone on the road how Paul did over and over people volunteered to do that it seems like um, we have examples of that but it's quite a costly thing and so it at least for me I wouldn't think well why do we have such a short letter maybe Paul could only get a little piece of paper but we have to remember that he was a prisoner at this time right? he's in jail he's on his way to uh, likely to Rome, and so prisoners don't have a lot of money, and that people might not want to give prisoners things out of charity, right, for a lot of different reasons, so all that is to say, we're not sure why this is so short, but this is a condensed, super condensed version of what 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy, and I want you to notice that in verse 3, this word, likewise to older women, older women likewise. There's kind of a discussion about what that means. Likewise what? Do the older women, should they have all the characteristics of the older men? That actually happens again later on when he transitions from younger women to younger men. But I'll just tell you what I think. I think he is talking about those last three, that last portion of the sentence. Sound and faith and love and steadfastness. Older women likewise. And then he goes on to say, are to be reverent in behavior. So he's kind of tying these together. Even if that's not what he meant there with the word likewise, we know from Scripture that that's the case, that older women, younger women, older men, younger men are all exhorted to walk in faith and love. And so these are the things that I'm going to talk about today, these two things, the overview that every other command in this section for what we should be like falls under these two, faith and love. And so we're going to talk about those today. So I I do have a PowerPoint. um, So let's start with just these two words, faith and love. Why should we all be doing this? Well, first, everyone. This is a command to everyone. And I'm going to have to change how I do my notes here. Okay. Let's start with um, love. And I'm going to turn... I actually... Let's just, the uh, reason I did a PowerPoint is we're going to look at like 30 verses, so it's just going to be, I felt like too much to flip. Or if I just read it to you, if I was sitting out in the audience, I would zone out because it's like just reading verse after verse after verse. So I thought, well, PowerPoint might help. So, first, love, okay? Love as an overview of the Christian life. Um, let's look at this here in Matthew 23. It's, this is a, an example of love. Um, being something we should do constantly, and that is an overarching command. Um, Matthew 22, And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. So, what we can take from this is to see that love actually covers everything in the Old Testament. That's quite a broad uh, collection of commands and do's and do not's, right? All can be summarized down to love. Love God and love your neighbor. Everything we we do and everything every believer did in the Old Testament every day should have been under this heading of love and that that was the groundwork for all the other commands, and they all fell under the umbrella of that. Let's look at the this next slide. Oh, actually, I have this. I don't know why. There we go. Okay. These are familiar. from This is uh, 1 Corinthians 13. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge... And if I have all faith so as to move mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have and deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. So faith, hope, and love abide, these three, but the greatest of these is love. Love. All the other things we do in our Christian life. So many different things are covered here in this particular verse, but everything we do would be pointless, he's saying, without love. We've got to love. Um, Every other command here, we could say this in a different way, every other command here in Titus 2 that we follow, if we don't have love, it's not going to matter. We've got to love. Love is the umbrella under which all our obedience uh, should be housed. The motive for everything we do. Now let's talk about faith. Um, I think a lot of us would say, how could we summarize everything we do in the Christian life? I think a lot of us might say love. Um, that's pretty obvious from 1 Corinthians 13. Faith would probably be the number two answer, I would think. Um, but I think it's also equally important. Um, let's look at these. Romans 14. Whoever, this is showing it from a negative perspective. Whoever doubts is condemned if he eats, because eating is not from faith, for whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. So, this is a negative verse, but what it's showing is that everything we do should proceed from faith. That if we're not walking in faith, we're walking in sin. That's what it says. Um, so, that's from the negative side. Uh, let's look at the, a little bit from the positive side. Romans 1 I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew and also to the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed, from faith for faith, as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. Romans one, sixteen to 16-17. There's a lot, we could just do a whole message on that one verse. There's a lot in there that we're, we're justified by faith, but we also walk by faith. Um, that's very clear too, that... The same way that you become a Christian by trusting Jesus is the same way that you live every day of your Christian life afterwards. You continue to trust him. You trust Jesus at conversion with your sin, your soul, your life, your eternity. And every single day you wake up and as a Christian we do the same thing again and again. Trust Jesus with the big things, with the little things, with our sin, with our soul, with everything. And that's the way we live the Christian life. We live by faith. And that's actually the way, again... A quote from the Old Testament, Paul quotes from the Old Testament here. That's the way the Old Testament believers were called to live, is by faith. Every day in all they do. A couple more verses on faith, why it covers everything in the Christian life. Without faith, it is impossible to please him, God. For whoever would draw near to him must believe, remember that's the same word as faith, that he that he is, and that he rewards those who seek him. So, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Another just, this is again the negative side, but showing that in everything we do, we ought to have faith. Um, we, want to tr- we want to please the Lord, but we start from the position of faith. Let's look at this next one from 1 John 5. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God And everyone who loves the Father loves whoever has been born of Him. By this we know that we love the children of God. When we love God and obey His commandments, for this is the love of God, that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not burdensome. And everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. if we want to live the Christian life the way we, he says, overcome the world um, is faith. And he specifically says too that everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. So he's saying this is a mark of every Christian. Everyone who's been born of God overcomes the world. How do they overcome the world? By faith. Every Christian's life is marked by one overcoming and the means of that overcoming is faith. And so reason I'm um bringing all this up is just to just to give us a biblical foundation well why is it that we're going to single out these two words and why maybe did Paul put these two right at the beginning of his list and then say likewise afterwards because these cover everything everything we ought to do in the Christian life can be summarized in these two love and faith and then these are all about how these words apply to every Christian. It's interesting because as we read through Titus, you know, you could compare it to 1st and 2nd Timothy and some of his other letters and see okay, what's different in these lists than other lists. And and these words, faith and love, come up in other places uh, where he exhorts um, different groups. So, for example, he talks to uh, younger women in 1st Timothy. This is a complicated verse with, we could do a lot of discussion uh, on different aspects, but I want to point out one thing. This is from 1 Timothy 2, verse 15 to younger women. It says, it's talking to wives, yet she will be saved through childbearing if they continue in faith and love and holiness with self-control. That sounds a lot like these lists here in, in Titus. But he's talking to young women, and I'm not going to go into all the details on what that verse means, and there's some contra- you know like different views on it. But basically... One thing we can all agree on is he, he's encouraging faith and love. If they continue in faith and love and holiness with self-control. So he's saying, obviously, faith and love are something that um, young women, young wives, young mothers should continue in. Um, it could also be potentially talking that the children should continue in faith and love. In that case, it would still cover young women because <laughs> it would be children women. But either way, younger women should also be walking in faith and love. This isn't a command that Paul just, in this particular section, he starts with older women, but it applies to everyone. Uh, another example of this towards younger men, Paul highlights this for t- Timothy himself, a younger man, in 1 Timothy 1, 4-5. I'll, I'll read that to you. Um, he says, um, rather the stewardship from God, I'm still kind of starting in the middle, that is by faith. Listen to this, the aim of our charge is love, that issues from a pure heart, a good conscience, and a sincere faith. So kind of combining all these together, he says this particularly to older men here in Titus. He says it to younger women in first Timothy he says it to younger men um, and first Timothy also specifically to to Timothy and then I think we see from all the other verses we say that it applies to everyone which obviously includes older women so this is something for every Christian no matter what you're um, where you're at who you are if you're a man or a woman you're old or young these are the foundations of the Christian walk. So, to back up in terms of where we are in Titus, I'll just kind of remind you that every single chapter is exhortations to obey based on the truth of who God is and what the gospel is. Remember, the two pillars of the truth. Who is God? What is the gospel? How can we be right with him? These, we could say, kind of are the two main things for our walk. Love and faith. Um, Just kind of like we say, God and the gospel. You can't really have one without the other. You have to have both. Um, And hold on to both. We want to love, but we also want faith. We want to trust the Lord. So I think what I'm going to do here is I want you to get a feel for how big this was in Paul's mind. And I want it to be big in our minds. Like the point that I'm Making, I'm taking a whole week here to kind of set the stage and then we're going to go through each word one week. So love or faith and then love. I don't know which order for sure, but um, we're going to spend a whole week on each word. But today I just want you to get in your mind this idea that when you think of the Christian walk, to think of love and faith and that that is the foundation. That's the basis, that if you're walking in love and faith, you're on solid ground. That if you're doing even outwardly great or wonderful things there's no faith or love or there's a weak faith or love that something's amiss and so these are really big in Paul's mind and I want you to feel that as you read through the bible see it but also to feel it yourself like this isn't just picking out two random words from Titus 2 that we want to talk about that this in Paul's mind comes up over and over and over and he's in all these lists, if we kind of distill all these lists that Paul has down, this one thing keeps coming up over and over and over. And these other little pieces, he kind of brings in and out. So he might say, faith and love with holiness. Or faith, love, self-control. He, but he's hitting over and over, faith and love. And I want you to see that. So first, I'm going to go through a bunch of these where Paul is encouraging faith and love. And just notice how he's hitting these. Faith and love, he puts in other things. Some of them he takes out, but he's always hitting this idea that we should walk in faith and love. So this next section is verses where he's praising that in others, okay? Or thanking God for it. So let's just read through these. Um, there's quite a few. One of them is not from Paul, um, but it's still good example of this idea of how these two go together. Okay, this is from Ephesians. For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. Colossians 1. We always thank God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ when we pray for you, since we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love that you have for all the saints. First Thessalonians we give thanks to God always for all of you, constantly mentioning you in our prayers, remembering before our God and Father your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. There's steadfastness as well, paired there. Let's pause right there and talk about those three and then we'll read the next four. He's thanking God. When he looks at churches, what he thinks, I want to praise God for this. The thing that I see Here, that makes me encouraged, that makes me want to praise God and thank God for people, is their faith and love. That's encouraging. Um, That in his mind, these are big things, and also it's something that when he sees it, he rejoices and he praises God. And so we could ask just ourselves, is that true in us? When we see people walking in love and faith, is that something that we encourage them in, like Paul's doing here, where we say to them, your your faith really encourages me. Your, your walk of faith and love is encouraging me, and I'm praising God for it, something like that. Um, or just, even if we don't tell them, we just praise God and we rejoice in our heart. But we see these things as big things in people's life. Um, we talked about, before, there's a quote about, this is a business quote, but basically the things that you praise are the things that... Um, that your business is going to go towards that are going to flourish in your business. And that's true, not just for business, but for all organizations and churches and pastors and for Paul, he's praising the things that he wants to foster. It works for parenting. The things that you're praising your kids for, those are the things your kids are going to repeat. And is it faith and love? Are those things huge? Or, you know, is it something else? Um, we want to have the big things be the big things in our mind. We don't want to get focused on little things and make those seem like the big things. You know, it could be, it could easily become a stumbling block for, your, for kids um, if the thing you're praising is this secondary thing. What if, I'll just give an example, what if something like a secondary doctrinal issue becomes the big thing for you? and And you praise that to your kids, maybe when they speak in tongues and you're you're proud of them, and you you know this this is a common thing where speaking in tongues becomes this big thing, and when the kid um, for the first time in a lot of Pentecostal churches speaks in tongues it's this big deal, and they praise it well what 's that kid going to think is really important speaking in tongues right um, and it may not be that it may be memorizing verses, it may be knowledge, it may be a position like um position on revelation or it could be something else but what we want above all that is for our kids for us as christians for this church is we want people to walk in faith and love um, wherever they stand on lots of things whether there's miracles in their life or no miracles whether they speak in tongues or they don't whether they have a ton of verses memorized or just a few if they're walking in faith and love we can be thankful we can praise god and we can encourage them in that and there's a wide range of callings that we all have, but under the umbrella of every Christian's responsibility and of what maturity looks like is faith and love. And we can encourage that, and we want to encourage that. We don't want to sneakily or um, even subconsciously make another thing the big thing. So Paul, this is, this is big in his mind. Let's keep reading some of these. This one is the fourth one down, 1 Thessalonians. But now that Timothy has come from us to you and has brought us the good news of your faith and love and reported that you always remember us kindly and long to see us as we long to see you, for this reason, brothers, in all our distress and affliction, we have been comforted about you through your faith. 2 Thessalonians. We ought always to give thanks to God for you, brothers, as is right, because your faith is growing abundantly and the love of every one of you for one another is increasing. Therefore, we ourselves boast about you in the churches of God for your steadfastness and faith in all your persecutions and the afflictions that you are enduring. Philemon, I thank my God always when I remember you in my prayers because I hear of your love and the faith that you have toward the Lord and for all the saints. It's no coincidence that over and, over and over and over and over and over in like basically all Paul's letters, when he's praising God for people, he's praising them for faith and love. Some of these other things come in and out, um, other terms that kind of get combined, but he's always praising them for their faith and their love. Um, it's, no, it's no coincidence because these are big and important things that undergird the entire Christian life. Here's one from John. This is Revelation 2. Actually, I guess you could say this one's from Jesus because John's just writing this down I know your works your love and faith and service and patient endurance same word uh, as steadfastness and that your latter works exceed the first so that's actually one of the letters so technically Jesus is speaking there but John wrote it down faith and love faith and love are these big in our mind are they big they're big in the mind of Paul and of Jesus now now if that wasn't enough to convince you, i got a whole bunch more where he's not just praising them for their faith and love, he's encouraging them to walk in faith and love, to grow, okay? So, again and again, you see, here's the same thing, paired, over and over and over. I'll read through these. 1 Thessalonians 5, 8, 9. But since we, be, since we belong to the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and for our helmet the hope of salvation. For God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. 1 First Timothy: the aim of our charge. We already read this one is love that issues from a pure heart, a good conscience, and a sincere faith. Certain persons, by swerving from these, have wandered away into vain discussion. First Timothy four: let no one despise you for your youth, but set for the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. 1 Timothy 6. But as for you, O man of God, flee these things. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, or endurance, gentleness. 2 Timothy. Follow the pattern of the sound words that you have heard from me in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus by the Holy Spirit who dwells within us. Guard the good deposit entrusted to you. Again, 2 Timothy. So flee youthful passions. Pursue righteousness, faith, love peace along with along with those who call on the lord from a pure heart. Titus. We just read that one. This is the ver- verse we're talking about specifically. I'll skip that one. Galatians. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything but only faith working through love. Be watchful. This is 1 Corinthians. Stand firm in the fi- in the faith. Act like men. Be strong. Let all that you do be done in love. 1 Corinthians 16. So even in the letters where Paul doesn't specifically praise them for their faith, he's courage and love, he's encouraging them to walk in faith and love. So what does this mean for us? How can we apply this? I want you to remember this, but I more than that, I want you to think about it in your daily life, right? Like I don't want this to be like filed away or a note in your Bible. But I want this to be something you think about this week, as you go through the week. What does God want from me this week? He wants me to walk in faith and love, and he's going to help me. He's want, he wants to help me to walk in faith and love. So how do we apply it? Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, these two things are foundations for everything else. Faith and love. And then think about the word endurance. What does endurance mean? It means doing that over the long term. So endurance is a word, or steadfastness is a word that is emphasizing the previous two. Faith, love, and endurance. So walk in faith and love and do that with endurance over and over and over and over every day. At the beginning of the day, middle of the day, end of the day. Over and over we're to be pressing on in love and faith. Now and all the way to eternity. Um, How does that look? Well, When you wake up, you might ask yourself that question. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. Uh, You could say, God, what do you want me to do today? Well, one thing you can be sure of. God wants me to walk in love and faith. God wants me to trust him. He wants me to love him and love others. It's actually really helpful. Because if you think about it, there's a lot of things. It's so helpful to have a baseline, um, to have guardrails to know where you're going in general. even Even if you don't know the specifics. If you have something, maybe a decision you have to make or that you're not sure what's the right thing or different opportunities present yourself and you want to know, people ask, what's the will of God or what does God want? There's two ways to say the exact same thing. We can know God wants us to walk in faith and love. So often this kind of, as a pastor, sometimes people ask me questions like, what do you think? Should we move or, for this job or not? And usually I ask them, can you do it in faith? Or is it something where you're maybe just afraid or you're, there's more money, so you're just leaning on the money, not God? Or or is it something where you're trusting the Lord? Um, can you do it in faith? And could you stay in faith? Either one. Is it motivated out of love? Is it is it motivated out of a love for God or and others? Or is it motivated out of something else, a love for something else? And then... If you can make the decision in faith and your motivation is love, uh, maybe you have two options and you can do either. Then I think the Lord would leave it up to you unless he guides you um, in a different way. There's another reason um, outside of those two. If there's one you definitely can't do in faith or that's definitely not motivated out of love, that's definitely a warning sign and something to pray about and ask the Lord, "Is is this wrong? Is this even sin? Um, but there's many, many situations in our life. Maybe it's not moving. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's how do I interact with this person? I want to do right, but I'm not sure. There's a difficult situation. Am I walking in faith? How can I walk in faith here? How can I walk in love? God, I trust you with this situation. This, I'm not sure how to love this person. I'm not sure how to interact in a way that, that honors you. I trust you to help me and fill me with love for him. Those are, it's a safety net. Wherever you are, especially when things you're not sure exactly what to do, happens a lot in parenting. I'm not sure how to handle this. Do we be more strict or more gracious? Um, walk in faith and love. What does God want, want us to do? Whether we're fixing the kids' breakfast or just mediocre, mundane things throughout the day, God's wanting us to do walk in faith and love. So Actually, the mundane things are a big opportunity to walk in faith. I mean, think about it. You're doing these things over and over every day, and they seem, they can seem, and they can start to feel meaningless. But one way to walk in faith is to trust the Lord that they aren't. God, if, this was, if there was no purpose to this, you wouldn't have me, being, have me here doing it. And there's a reason. I trust you with this. I trust you with my day. And to love, wherever we are. And it comes back to that word endurance, right? too many many times the things we do every day over and over the people we're with the most often are the people we struggle to walk in love with the most right? at least for me if I'm going to get frustrated and that's going to come out in my voice 99.9% of the time that's with my kids and it's sad really in a way That's like I fail with my kids I treat my kids worse than I treat any of you <laughs> um, that's sad and, but the reality is God will help me, right? Um, he wants me to endure in love and faith. And whenever something happens, you know, one time, two times, 99, 999 times, um, it's an opportunity to endure. The first time something happens, the first time a kid does something that they're not supposed to do, patience is easier. You know, it's like, I'll be patient here. I'm going to calmly explain this. And then when it's, The 50th time, um, we want to endure in love and faith, right? And so, in many cases, it's these everyday over and over actions where we need this call. Walk in faith, walk in endurance. And it might be uh, walk in faith, walk in love, and endure in those. Or it may just be faith. I mean, think about the everyday things you do at your job that you do every single day. Maybe you do them 100 times a day. How easy is it to just get into a routine and you're just trusting your own knowledge, trusting yourself, trusting that it's going to go the way it always goes, and you're not walking actually trusting the Lord. It's easy to do whenever you do it over and over and over, and you get in a routine. This is how it always is, and um, we begin to trust in ourselves. Trust in just um, the monotony. is how it always is. Whereas we need to trust the Lord every day. The first day We go to our job the very first day and the last day. Every single day we're equally dependent on God. We have to trust Him. Every day we wake up, uh, He's the one giving us breath and life and everything else, the ability to do our job and do it well. Work can be difficult or boring. And love and trust over the long term is a big deal. So think about this. It's an encouragement It's a call to action. It's a call to love and faith. But it's also an encouragement to you that these things that often feel the maybe the least meaningful can be and are very meaningful to God. The reason Paul is encouraging and praising God for their faith, he's inspired by the Holy Spirit there. When God looks on people, and we see this in Revelation 2, when Jesus looks, he... And he sees faith. He's encouraged. And he celebrates that. And we see that all throughout um, you know, the Gospels. When Think about all those times when a lot of times it's a Gentile. Exercises faith and he says, he's amazed. I've never seen such faith in Israel. And, and over and over that happens. And he praises their faith. And the same with love. Paul was inspired as he wrote these. When God looks down and sees love... Uh, that warms his heart, and he's pleased. So as you walk through your day, even if it's something so repetitive, so boring, so every single day mundane, there's an opportunity to be pleasing to God by walking in faith and love. Wherever we are in our life, whether we're young, old, Um, man, woman, we can walk in faith. Same for the church. I mean, as we're here together, what does God want from us? He wants us all, as we're here, gathered, we want to walk in faith and love. That looks, that can look, there's so many things. Every single thing that we do here, we could just list off all of it, everything, everything. We want to walk in faith and love. When we worship, excuse me, when we worship, And we come here to sing. We want to walk in faith and love. Ask the Lord, help me. Help me to enter in. I trust that you want me to worship you. Help me today as we sing. To actually worship and actually love you as we sing. And I trust that you will help me. As we interact with one another. We give a thousand different examples. The church is a place where we trust the Lord. And we love God and his people. Now the way that there's different ways we could kind of outline the rest of, of Titus 2 and in my mind I like to categorize things or kind of summarize things down because unless everyone here memorizes their section which I mean it could, I'm sure it would be fruitful if you're a younger man memorize the younger man section older woman um, memorize the older woman section etc. But if you don't and it's okay if you don't. That you have this, these two things to hold on to. That in everything I do, wherever I'm at, I want to walk in, in faith and love. Whether that's, these are the categories I'm going to separate all the other encouragements into is thinking, in your thinking, um, walk in faith and love. Behavior, whatever we're doing, however we're acting, we're to do it in faith, with love, and in our speech. We want to have all that be motivated from a place of love when doing it in faith. With every person, wherever we are, all day long, for the rest of our lives, walk in faith and love. What an encouragement. I mean, think about Jesus. What uh, an example to us of faith and love. Loved people, like, it's amazing and walking in faith. Um, Think about the faithfulness of Jesus, how faithful he is. There's a lot of reasons to trust God every day. He's so faithful. He never lets us down. He always keeps his word. We can trust him wherever we are with whatever we're doing. Well, I hope you think about this this week. Maybe it's just a situation where you're not sure what to do, or maybe at the beginning of your day, you could just pray, God, help me walk in faith and love. And then we could, all of us could pray, God, help me to endure in faith and, and love. Even where we are walking, it's like, God, help me not to grow weary in doing good. We want to continue on. We want to tomorrow and the next day and the next day. Trust you, wherever we're at. With our sin, our life, everything. Why don't we pray together? Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for this section. We do ask you'd help us to endure in faith and love. And we just lean on you. You said that you would empower us by your spirit, that you'd help us. You'd give us new hearts. Um, you wouldn't leave us or forsake us, that you'd discipline us as sons. And so we're asking that you do that, that you'd help us to mature in these things. To We want to walk more and more. We want to trust you more and more every day. We want to love you and others more this next year than we did last year. Please help us to be growing. Um, I pray that you'd just be near to us um, in the everyday moments that are um, repetitive. I pray that you'd help us to do those in faith and love. I pray you'd help us as parents, um, with our kids, Pray you'd help us as church members here as we interact with one another and uh, try and serve one another that we would walk in faith and love. We lift these things to you. Amen.